Now, we've been on a subject a long time about blessings. And this has been a year of blessing. And I hope that you take time, you know, during the day to reflect on how God has blessed you. Don't just wait for Sunday. But thank him every day for blessings. Spiritual blessings. We're blessed and we're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We rule and reign because of Jesus in this life. We're blessed not only in the life to come, but we're blessed in this life. We're blessed physically. We're blessed financially. Our children are blessed. Amen. And so today I'm going to give you more of a practical uh, message. And, and it, I want to share uh, the prayer that I pray for my boys and I'm not going to be able to go through it all um, today. It's a long prayer because they're, they need long prayers. Well, hello there. What you do, show up late? Remember Rod and Kathy Peterson? Yeah, it's good to have you. Kathy's home with the throat today, so but it's good to have you. I know I got support. I got another minister there. But I'm going to share with you uh, some of the things that I've spoken over them. And I'm going to give you a handout at the end of the service. So if you want one, you can have it. And it's 30 ways that you can bless your children. And you don't have to go by it, you know, specifically. There are all kinds of scriptures in there. But I'm going to test you today because you've been going over this in common ground in, in, in the home fellowships, but what are the eight, characteristic, eight characteristics of a blessing? And we went through this, and the first one needs to be natural. It needs to feel right, okay? Don't get weird about it. The next one, you, you want a warm, loving embrace. The third one was, you, what do we do? You lay hands on people, and then you refer to number four, their spiritual heritage, and then when you give a blessing over someone, it always um, includes words of increase and expansion. That's the good part. Amen. Then there's spiritual discernment, number six. We said a, a blessing should be spoken. You can't just think a blessing. You need to speak a blessing. And then it needs to be bold faith. Everyone say bold faith. So when you, when you speak over your kids... You speak over your family. You sp How many of you speak blessings over your boss? Two of you. One. What's wrong with the rest of you? We whine and complain about our employer and, our, and everything else. We need to speak a blessing. How many of you speak blessings over your pastor? Oh, yeah. You, do you really? Good, good. So, but the, the first thing I want you to see, I want you to look at Genesis 32. Genesis chapter 32. And uh, we've been on this subject for so long and, you know, how Jacob spoke over a blessing over Joseph's sons. But I want to look here in, in Genesis 32 and verse 22. This is where Jacob wrestled, remember, with God, wrestled. Did I say it right? And uh, I want you, to, want you to understand, if you're going to speak a blessing over your kids, and I'm sure a lot of you do, 
Maybe you don't do it on a daily basis. Maybe it's a weekly basis or a monthly basis. But did you know you can speak a blessing over yourself? Yeah. And uh, I'll give you a couple examples here, and then I want to read to you something. And uh, let's look at in Genesis 22. And it says, And he arose that night, took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven sons, crossed over the fort of Jabbok, and he took them, sent them over the brook, and sent over what he had. And then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. And now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you what? Bless me. Is that bold faith? Yes, that is bold faith. And so then he asked him his name. Look at also another example here. Look at um, Psalms. Let's look at Psalm 71. Look at David. If you're going to speak blessings, you know, learn how to speak a blessing, number one, over yourself. Speak the word of God over yourself. Psalm 71 This is David. It says, uh, verse 19, Also your righteousness, O God, is very high. You have done great things. O God, who is like you, you who have shown me great and severe troubles, shall revive me again and bring me up again from the depths of the earth. Is that faith? That's faith speaking. You shall increase my greatness. Oh, he's so selfish. Just talking about himself. Wants to be great. Is that what it says? He's saying, by faith you shall increase my greatness and comfort me on every side. So David blessed himself. Now, this is what I found in in our devotional, and I thought that was interesting because it tied in what I was going to share with this week. And it says, he who invokes a blessing on himself shall do so by saying, may the God of truth and fidelity, the amen, bless me, from Isaiah 65. Listen, he says, the word invoke implies these two things. To make an earnest request or to solicit, to put into effect our operation or to implement. With that in mind, read this scripture. It shall be that he who invokes a blessing on himself in the land shall do so by saying, may the God of truth and fidelity, the amen, bless me, and he who takes an oath in the land shall swear by the God of truth and faithfulness to his promises, the amen, because the former troubles are forgotten. That's a powerful promise. Even as God our Father spoke the world into existence, so too we can use the scriptures to frame the world we will live in. When you speak the blessing of God over your life, you make an earnest request and solicit it. And you also put into effect or operation and implement it. This is why God told Moses to bless the Israelites with these words. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And then God added, and I will bless them. Now you can understand why speaking God's word over your life can change things for the better. Remember last week we learned the tongue can use be for destructive or for something that will bless others. It says, 
you speak God's word over your life can change things for the better. And, and that's why the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. So use the word today to invoke God's blessings upon your life. I said that it's, it's difficult for people, parents and, and uh, grandparents to speak a blessing when they don't believe there's power in the word that there's power in the scriptures. That's why you've got to get the word on the inside for yourself. Get it built into you. Just like you program a computer, get it in you. Then out of the abundance of the heart, the blessings come. Okay? Now, I want to go and, and uh, I want you to look at uh, Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. And I want you to look at, uh, oh, look at uh, verse, let's look at verse 20. Now, let's start with 17. That's good. It says, by faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said, in Isaac, your seed shall be called concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead from which he had received him in a figurative sense. Now look at verse 20. By faith, Isaac blessed. Everyone say by faith. Blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things, what? To come. So what does that mean? Future. Future tense. So he spoke a blessing by faith concerning the future. And then by faith, verse 21, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph and worshiped, leaning on the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the what? Departure of the children of Israel and gave instruction concerning his bones. So is that prophetic? Yes. And so we need to look at that and, and, and understand something that that, you know, when Isaac and, and Jacob and Joseph spoke these blessings, it was by faith. Now, um, there's a scripture that says we call those things that be not as though they were, okay? Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph blessed their seed. Now, listen, because this is important according to the positive characteristics that they displayed. Quality or, or characteristics are positive. How many of you know your kids have gifts? Do they have gifts? As a parent, you watch your children, you raise your kids, and you see things in them. Do you see good things? do you see some things that maybe aren't so good? Getting quiet. But listen, you got kids. You got grandkids. You're going to see the good, and you're going to experience the bad. Do you agree with that? But what I want you to see is when you speak the blessings, it's by faith. Now, I got good boys. They're ornery. 
But you know what? My wife and I, I love, we're ornery. Would you agree? We're, you know, a little bit. I love ornery. I like life. I think your kids should have life. And, you know, I, I can tell you all kinds of stories about these boys. They probably can tell stories about, what do you look so serious for? You, they could tell stories about me. Kenny's the one we should be talking about today, shouldn't we? Should I just forget about you two and talk about you? No. I like Henri. There's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, with, with all these things I see and have watched them grow from the, when they were baby. In fact, we were at a, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, what were we at? A shower yesterday. They had this game where they put diapers and you had to identify what was in the diaper. It was a couple shower and I really didn't want to go, but I had to go because it was the wife's relatives. And so they had all this kind of candy bars, brown stuff in these diapers. And you had to guess what candy it was. I got two out of six. But all I could think about was Caleb. (laughs) Because when he was a baby and Rod, maybe your kids were like this too, but he could do her. And he would always go to, to the bathroom. I'm trying to be really PG here. Before we were going somewhere, he'd just fill his drawers. And one time she left me alone with him, and, and all I remember, she came home, there were brown diapers all over because he had some issues. <laughs> he had some issues, yeah. And we'd go to, out to eat, and he'd always, always just fill his drawers. Okay? I think he's kind of outgrown that to some degree. But, you know, it's a generational curse. I don't know. But you're going you're gonna to grow up with your kids, and you're going to see good things and bad things, but I want you to concentrate on the good things. My boys have life. No, they're not perfect. Their dads and the mom, is not, they're not perfect. But as they grow, I see gifts and abilities. And, you know, the thing is, I see a lot of myself in them. You know, I got good stuff in me too. And mama's got good stuff in her. And I, we see those things in there. And they need to be developed. And they, they are being developed. As they, you know, wait till you get married, then they really will be developed next year. But I want you to concentrate on those good things. So when you sit down and I asked you, and I kind of give you an assignment, and I don't want it to be a hard thing, but I want you to write, write a prayer blessing. For your kids. Grandma and Grandpa, write a, a prayer blessing for your kids. Amen? Calling those things that be not as though they were. By faith we bless our children, even though... Now listen. By faith we bless our children, even though we see character flaws. You and I speaking God's word in faith over our children will set nature in motion for God's blessing for their future and for the fulfillment of their spiritual destiny. God watches over his word to perform his word. That's why no matter how they're acting and, you know, and and the way they're talking, 
and you speak the word of God. You bless them with the scripture because God watches over his word. Amen. Look at uh, Psalm 37. I'm not going to, I gave you a bunch of scriptures last week. So today we're kind of thinking, you know, realizing that we need to speak words of faith and a blessing over our children, no matter how they're acting. Listen, you think your kids have, you know, had some moments. You have too. Yeah. Psalm 37. Look at verse 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall, be not, shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Now look at verse 25. I've been young, and now I'm old, yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. He is ever merciful and lends, and his descendants are blessed. So you're blessed. My boys are blessed. You know, you're the seed of Abraham. You are blessed. And so we've got to get into this and make it a routine where we speak blessings. Now, the book that I've been studying and reading is about, it was called The Forgotten Blessing. And the Jewish people speak blessings over their children on a daily basis. May you be like Ephraim and Manasseh, forget the pain of your past and have a fruitful future. And they do that on a regular basis. Now, there's nothing wrong with that, but it can become legalistic and you can just say words. I want you to be able to speak a blessing and get the word on the inside so when you open your mouth, it comes out with boldness. You might do it once a week. I pray for my boys every day. I don't pray what I'm about to give you over them every day, but you can do that maybe once a week, okay? And uh, I, I want you to begin to do that. Now, before I show you that and, and give you that, let me read to you it's kind of a startling statistic. And uh, it's by George Barna. And he says, he's a Christian pollster, he polls the church in America on issues like morality, theology, politics, and economics. Barna rec recently published a book about Christian parenting that is a landmark, landmark work for our generation of parents. It is called Transforming Children into Spiritual Champions. Barna's premise is simple. Christian parents in general have abdicated their responsibility for imparting biblical principles to their children and are completely dependent upon religious professionals at the local church level to fulfill this task. And just drop your kids off at church. Drop your youth off at church and pick them up. It's good for children to learn in the church environment, but the best place to instruct a child has always been at home. Church ministries should be there only to enhance and confirm what mothers and fathers are teaching. The findings of the Barna Research Group are shocking. Here are some of his conclusions. Our national surveys have shown that while more than four out of five parents, 85%, believe they have the primary responsibility for the moral and spiritual development of their children, more than two out of three of them abdicate that responsibility to their church. 
Their virtual abandonment of leading their children spiritually is evident in how infrequently they engage in faith-oriented activities with their young ones. For instance, we discovered that in a typical week, fewer than 10% of parents who regularly attend church with their kids read the Bible together, pray together, or participate in an act of service as a family unit. Even in fewer families, one out of every 20, have any type of worship experience together with their kids other than while they are at church during a typical month. In short, most families do not have a genuine spiritual life together. However, we also found that this is not disturbing to most of them for two reasons. First, they're merely following the precedent that was set for them. In other words, American parents, even those who are born-again churchgoers described by their church as pillars, are generally doing what their parents did with them, dropping off the kiddies at church and allowing the religious professionals to mastermind the spiritual development of the young people. No matter how much church leaders preach about the need for parents to personally invest in the spiritual growth of children, adults tend to revert to what was modeled for them noting that carting the kids to church and occasional religious events is sufficient. After all, explained one mother, echoing a sentiment that has become a very common reply emerging from our research, that's what my parents did with me, and I turned out pretty good. This notion of turning out pretty good is especially widespread among baby boomers. That's kind of sad, isn't it? But I look back the way I was raised. All I remember is being in bed on Sunday morning. My mother come to my bedroom door and saying, are you going to church today? And I said, no. So I was never really, you know, pushed to go to church. Second, most church-going parents are neither spiritually mature nor spiritually inclined, and therefore they do not have a sense of urgency or necessity about raising their kids to be spiritual champions. It is evident that we have a problem. And one of the things that, that we can do as parents and grandparents, you know, one thing that I, I thank God Kathy has done, and I, I think the boys realize it, and someday they'll probably realize it even more, it's very important that we sit down at the table together. And you boys know that. I realize life's busy now and you're kind of doing your own things. But Kathy's always been one, at least at night, to have a meal together. She's been a good mother and a good a role model for that. Because it is important. Because kids are going this way and parents are going this way. And, and no, you know, I had somebody ask me the other day, and I don't know who I was talking to. We were talking about praying. And I said this statement. I says, I don't pray with my wife. Now, yeah, we'll pray for specific things, but my wife and I don't walk the church here holding hands praying because it ain't going to work. We're two different personalities. So don't get under condemnation about that. Just do your thing, and when you have to come together, I'm telling you, I'm not trying to be legalistic and telling you that you got to do it this way. But somehow, you know, families, you need to do something together. Get together. You don't need, you know, it's nice, you know, we don't sit down and have a, an official Bible study. 
you know, and maybe some families do that. And I look back, maybe we should have done that. I don't know. But they've grown up in a home. They know that their parents serve God and they know we know how to pray. The other night we had an incident happen late at night and the youngest one here was on the floor praying, praying in the spirit. That's good. You know, he did it on his own. I'm going to uh, give you, and I'll have the ushers pass this out. Why don't you pass it out now for me? If you need one, in fact, every family, there should be enough there, and then keep some we give to others then later. I've had this on file. Because I kept it, a minister, I don't remember, from Alabama, and I've had it for a long time. But it's 30 specific areas that you can use to bless your child or grandchild. And I'd already put together a prayer for my boys years ago, and I didn't have this, but I, I looked at it, and it was kind of ironic. We, I had a lot of the same things that this, this minister had, had put down. Now, you can bless your kids. You can call them up and go through the whole thing, embrace them, and you need to lay hands on them. But you know what? You can bless your kids when they're gone, even when they're not around you. I bless Caleb's future mate, Kaylee. She's in my prayers every day, even though she calls when she's got nursing tests. Please pray. Well, I pray every day. On this sheet, you can pray and bless your child for ability, abundance, angels to go with them. Amen. Assurance of God's love and grace, clear direction, a controlled and disciplined life. Did you hear that, Caleb and Micah? A controlled and disciplined life. Courage. Bless your kids with courage. Chase, every time you're behind the wheel, courage. Creativity, spiritual perception of God's truth, faith. Boy, that's important. That they have a spirit of faith. God's favor and man's favor. Good health. A good wife or a good husband. Start praying now, coach. Mama. Yeah, they're little. They're little. But look what happened. It, Kathy keeps saying, I can't believe it. Rod and Kathy probably say the same thing. I can't believe the kids are grown. How fast they grow. One's getting ready to leave. <laughs> For good this time, oh, you'll be back. You'll be back. The minute I put all the traps away and think, oh, we'll never have a mess again. I'm coming home. I'm going to trap. But they grow up fast. Bless them, all right, with a good mate. Hands to bless others. I'm so thankful. My boys, I've never had to say, did you tithe? Because it's automatic. I've heard Mike and I've heard Caleb say, here's my tithe. 
They give it to the boss. Here's the tithe. I'm not the boss, by the way. Happiness. Oh, do you want your kids to be happy? Fulfilled. A hope and a good outlook on life. A listening ear, longevity, an obedient heart and spirit. Peace. I've spoken, you know, and I've I've prayed, you know, uh, with with Shane for Colby and Sam. First it was Colby. Now it's Colby and Sam. And now the little one. And peace. Follow after you. How many have heard me pray? Follow after wisdom's paths of pleasantness and peace. Pleasant speech and personality. Promotion. Protection. Provision. Safety. Strength. Success. You want your kids to succeed? Trust. Here's a big one. Wisdom. And that goodness and mercy will follow them all the days of their life. Now, I'm not going to read all this to you, but I want you to understand, this is what I want you to do, and maybe you're already doing it. But if you're not doing it, I'm trying to give you an outline, and then if if you want a copy of my prayer for my boys, I'll give it to you, and then you cannot use it as an outline, but tailor that prayer, make it your own. It doesn't have, there's all kinds of scriptures. All these 30 specific areas that I gave you, find a scripture covering each one. I started to do it for you and I quit doing it. You can do it. Get your own Bible out. If you love your kids enough, get in the Word and get it for themselves. Get it for yourselves. Find a scripture for ability. Find a scripture. Do you know one about abundance? Sure you do. Find a scripture about angels. And then when you bless them, speak it over them. Maybe some of you are already doing it. I hope you are. Now, I began this prayer years, years ago with a, uh, an introduction, and I, I worship God and praise God. And then this is how I start. And so I don't offend anybody here. I'll use both you boys. I'll plug both your names in. As Caleb and Micah have received the gift, they ministered as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. As Caleb and Micah speak, they speak as the oracles of God. As Caleb and Micah minister, they do it with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. I bless Caleb and Micah with wisdom. Father, give them the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, the eyes of their understanding are enlightened. I bless them in knowing God's will for their life. Thank you, Father, that Caleb and Micah have a walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing you in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of you, being strengthened with all might according to your glorious power. I bless Caleb and Micah's speech. Their speech be with grace, seasoned with salt, that they might know how to answer every man. I bless Caleb and Micah with a humble spirit. I thank you that they submit to God, resist the devil, and he flees from them. Caleb and Micah submit themselves to their elders and are clothed with humility. I bless Caleb and Micah this day with protection. I thank you, Father, your angels are given charge over them to keep them in all your ways. I bless Caleb and Micah's relationships. 
I thank you that Caleb and Micah walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But their delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the law of the Lord do they meditate day and night. And they shall be like trees planted by the rivers of water, bringing, bringing forth fruit in its season. Their leaves shall not wither, and whatever they do shall prosper. And then a lot of times I'll say, I bind corrupt companions. How many times have I heard you tell, pray that over your kids? Bind corrupt companions and loose godly companions. I bless Caleb and Micah with obedience. This has been a tough one. I bless Caleb. No. I bless them with obedient spirits. You're next. Obedient spirits. I thank you that Caleb and Micah are willing and obedient, and they shall eat the good of the land. They honor their father and mother, and with long life. Everyone say long life. They'll live long on the earth. I bless Caleb and Micah with a teachable spirit. They listen to counsel and receive instruction that they might be wise in their latter days. So, boys, listen up. You want to be wise in your latter days when you're old like me, then listen and be easy and be taught. Amen. I bless them with godly fear. I thank you, Father, that Caleb and Micah keep their tongue from evil and their lips from speaking deceit. They depart from evil and do good, seeking peace and pursue it. I declare Caleb and Micah are blessed. You will instruct them and teach them in the way that they should go. You will guide them with your eye. Their ears shall hear a word behind them daily saying, this is the way, walk in it, when you turn to the right hand, when you turn to the left. I bless Caleb and Micah with prosperity and provision. As David said, I've been young and and now I'm old, yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken nor his descendants begging bread. And because Kathy and I walk in our righteousness, Caleb and Micah are blessed. I bless Caleb with a disciplined life and Micah with a disciplined life that they discipline their body daily and bring it into subjection. They present their bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable God, which is, his, their, which is their reasonable service. And they're not conformed to this world, but they're transformed by the renewing of their mind. I bless Caleb and Micah with favor. For you, Lord, bless the righteous with favor. You will surround them as with a shield. Caleb and Micah shall increase in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. I declare that Caleb and Micah are blessed and led by the Spirit. And because they're your sons, they are led by the Spirit of God. And they instantly, and I pray this daily, they instantly obey the voice of conscience. I bless Caleb and Micah with freedom from fear, for you've not given them a spirit of fear, but of love and a power and of sound mind, and fear is bound over their life, and faith is loosed. I bless Caleb and Micah with spiritual hunger. They seek first the kingdom of God, and in your righteousness before any material possessions, they seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God, setting their mind on things above and not on the things of the earth. I thank you that Caleb and Micah's eyes, they they turn away from looking at worthless things and you revive them daily. As the deer pants for the water brook, so pants Caleb and Micah's soul for God. Then I go on about finding a wife. You found yours. And don't plan on one for a while, okay? Thank you, Father, that Kathy and I are in agreement that you're providing a suitable helpmate for Caleb and Micah. Well... We got one. 
Father, according to your word, one who will adopt herself. Now listen to Caleb, Caleb and Micah. Respect, honor, and prefer and esteem them. Stand firmly by their side, united in spirit and purpose, having the same love, being in full accord and of one harmonious mind and intention. Thank you, Father. She will be a wise, understanding, and prudent mate or wife and will find a good thing and obtain favor from you. I thank you, Father, that Caleb and Micah, their love walk is blessed. They, they walk in the God kind of love, that they're not rude and unmannerly, and they do not, unact, or not act unbecomingly, and they do not insist on their own rights or their own way. I bless Caleb and Micah, and this is an important one, with compassion for the lost. In other words, I want them, when they see someone that's in need, to have the compassion of Christ and then do something to meet that need. And then I go on and, and uh, I thank you that, that Caleb and Micah hear daily the voice of the good shepherd and the voice of a stranger. They'll not follow. They're prospering. They're in health even as their soul prospers. And because they tithe, the devourer is rebuked. Because they give, it's given back to them, pressed down, shaken together and running over. They're not anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, they let their requests be made known unto you. And the peace of God will guard Caleb and Micah's heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow them all the days of their life. Now, see, I gave, I gave you that as an example because it's Scripture. Now, you can go down that list and say, I, I bless so-and-so with wisdom. I bless so-and-so with ability. I bless so-and-so with direction. Well, that's fine, but get some Scripture. Get some Word. Say, I'll get the Word on it. Get the Word on it. And, and then speak that blessing because I'll guarantee you, there are children of, of Christian parents, and these parents don't speak the blessing over them. They don't speak the word over them. Now, I, I know we use this. We've been, you know, emphasizing the word blessing. But when you're speaking the word, you are blessing them. And you people that don't have kids yet, start now. When that baby's in the womb, that baby's blessed. That seed is blessed. And you start there. Doesn't mean you're gonna, not going to have bumps along the way. You're going to have bumps, road bumps. You're going to have things happen. But just trust God's word. Stand your feet today. Now, all I'm asking you, and I'm not going to have you raise your hand. Maybe in the future I will. But if you've not written any kind of a blessing for your kids... And if your kids aren't doing it over their kids, then grandma and grandpa, you do it. Grandma and grandpa, if you haven't done it for your kids, then why would you expect your kids to do it for your grandkids? They're just doing what mom and dad, what grandma and grandpa do, nothing. So now's the time. We're not done with the series. We'll be done probably the end of the year, but, but I want you to get started now. And listen, well, you don't know about my situation. You don't know my kids. You don't know this and you don't know that. No, I don't, but I know God's word. It never changes. And it might take some time. Amen? But don't grow weary in well-doing. You'll reap. 
Don't faint in your mind. You'll reap. Just keep speaking and declaring. It's already happened for one. I got one, one girl. One's enough right now. You're not going to get married for at least another 12, 15 years. He's the serious one. He's grinning. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, help every family here today formulate and put together a prayer of blessing over their seed, their children and their grandchildren. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for bringing to their remembrance specific scriptures to cover these categories. That when, Lord, they write it down and get it in their heart, they'll declare and decree a thing and it shall be established for them and light will shine upon their pathway. So, Father, I call the people blessed today. I call their children blessed today. I call their grandchildren blessed today. For the seed of a righteous man and woman is blessed. I thank you no weapon formed against that seed shall prosper in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, they're blessed coming in and they're blessed going out. And everything that their hands touch shall prosper. Father, I thank you, Lord, for blessings, spiritual blessings. Open our eyes to see who we are in Christ. I thank you for physical blessings. May their bodies be strong and healthy on a daily basis. I thank you, Lord, for financial blessings. For you can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we might ask or think according to your power that works mightily within us. So, Father, we're going out today blessed. We're going home blessed. We're going to work tomorrow blessed. This week is a week of blessing. I believe it. And therefore, I speak it forth in Jesus' name. You've blessed the people of Harvest Church so we can be a blessing to the world. I thank you, Father, this day in Jesus' name.